Section 8 of The Coming Race. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Mary Rohde. The Coming Race by Edward George Bulwer Lytton. Chapter 13. This people have a religion, and whatever may be said against it, at least it has these strange peculiarities. Firstly, that all believe in the creed they profess. Secondly, that they all practice the precepts which the creed inculcates. They unite in the worship of one divine creator and sustainer of the universe. They believe that it is one of the properties of the all-permeating agency of Vril to transmit to the wellspring of life and intelligence every thought that a living creature can conceive. And though they do not contend that the idea of a deity is innate, yet they say that the An, man, is the only creature, so far as their observation of nature extends, to whom the capacity of conceiving that idea, with all the trains of thought which open out from it, is vouchsafed. They hold that this capacity is a privilege that cannot be given in vain, and hence that prayer and thanksgiving are acceptable to the divine creator, and necessary to the complete development of the human creature. They offer their devotions both in private and public. Not being considered one of their species, I was not admitted into the building or temple in which the public worship is rendered. But I am informed that the service is exceedingly short and unattended with any pomp of ceremony, it is a doctrine with the Vrilya that earnest devotion of complete abstraction from the actual world cannot, with benefit to itself, be maintained long at a stretch by the human mind, especially in public, and that all attempts to do so either lead to fanaticism or to hypocrisy. When they pray in private, it is when they are alone or with their young children. They say that in ancient times there was a great number of books written upon speculations as to the nature of the deity, and upon the forms of belief or worship supposed to be most agreeable to him. But these were found to lead to such heated and angry disputations as not only to shake the peace of the community and divide families before the most united, but in the course of discussing the attributes of the deity, the existence of the deity himself became argued away, or, what was worse, became invested with the passions and infirmities of the human disputants. For, said my host, since a finite being like an on cannot possibly define the infinite, so when he endeavors to realize an idea of the divinity, he only reduces the divinity into an on like himself. During the later ages, therefore, all theological speculations, though not forbidden, have been so discouraged as to have fallen utterly into disuse. The Virilia unite in a conviction of a future state, more felicitous and more perfect than the present. 
if they have very vague notions of the doctrine of rewards and punishments it is perhaps because they have no systems of rewards and punishments among themselves for there are no crimes to punish and their moral standard is so even that no on among them is upon the whole considered more virtuous than another if one excels perhaps in one virtue another equally excels in some other virtue if one has his prevalent fault or infirmity so also another has his in fact in their extraordinary mode of life there are so few temptations to wrong that they are good according to their notions of goodness merely because they live they have some fanciful notions upon the continuance of life when once bestowed even in the vegetable world as the reader will see in the next chapter chapter fourteen though as i have said the vril-ya discourage all speculations on the nature of the supreme being they appear to concur in a belief by which they think to solve that great problem of the existence of evil which has so perplexed the philosophy of the upper world they hold that wherever he has once given life with the perceptions of that life however faint it be as in a plant the life is never destroyed it passes into new and improved forms though not in this planet differing therein from the ordinary doctrine of metempsychosis and that the living thing retains the sense of identity so that it connects its past life with its future and is conscious of its progressive improvement in the scale of joy for they say that without this assumption they cannot according to the lights of human reason vouchsafed to them discover the perfect justice which must be a constituent quality of the all-wise and the all-good injustice they say can only emanate from three causes want of wisdom to perceive what is just want of benevolence to desire want of power to fulfil it and that each of these three wants is incompatible in the all-wise the all-good the all-powerful but that while even in this life the wisdom the benevolence and the power of the supreme being are sufficiently apparent to compel our recognition the justice necessarily resulting from those attributes absolutely requires another life not for man only but for every living thing of the inferior orders that alike in the animal and the vegetable world we see one individual rendered by circumstances beyond its control exceedingly wretched compared to its neighbors one only exists as the prey of another even a plant suffers from disease till it perishes prematurely while the plant next to it rejoices in its vitality and lives out its happy life free from a pang that it is an erroneous analogy from human infirmities to reply by saying that the supreme being only acts by general laws thereby making his own secondary causes so potent as to mar the essential kindness of the first cause 
and a still meaner and more ignorant conception of the all-good to dismiss with a brief contempt all consideration of justice for the myriad forms into which he has infused life and assume that justice is only due to the single product of the on there is no small and no great in the eyes of the divine life-giver but once grant that nothing however humble which feels that it lives and suffers can perish through the series of ages that all its suffering here if continuous from the moment of its birth to that of its transfer to another form of being would be more brief compared with eternity than the cry of the new-born is compared to the whole life of a man and one suppose that this living thing retains its sense of identity when so transformed for without that sense it could be aware of no future being and though indeed the fulfilment of divine justice is removed from the scope of our ken yet we have a right to assume it to be uniform and universal and not varying and partial as it would be if acting only upon general and secondary laws because such perfect justice flows of necessity from perfectness of knowledge to conceive perfectness of love to will and perfectness of power to complete it however fantastic this belief of the vrilia may be it tends perhaps to confirm politically the systems of government which admitting different degrees of wealth yet establishes perfect equality in rank exquisite mildness in all relations and intercourse and tenderness to all created things which the good of the community does not require them to destroy and though their notion of compensation to a tortured insect or a cankered flower may seem to some of us a very wild crotchet yet at least is not a mischievous one and it may furnish matter for no unpleasing reflection to think that within the abysses of earth never lit by a ray from the material heavens there should have penetrated so luminous a conviction of their ineffable goodness of the creator so fixed an idea that the general laws by which he acts cannot admit of any partial injustice or evil and therefore cannot be comprehended without reference to their action over all space and throughout all time and since as i shall have occasion to observe later the intellectual conditions and social systems of this subterranean race comprise and harmonize great and apparently antagonistic varieties in philosophical doctrine and speculation which have from time to time been started discussed dismissed and have reappeared amongst thinkers or dreamers in the upper world so i may perhaps appropriately conclude this reference to the belief of the vrilia that self-conscious or sentient life once given is indestructible among inferior creatures as well as in man by an eloquent passage from the work of that eminent zoologist louis agassiz which i have only just met with 
many years after i had committed to paper these recollections of the life of the virilia which i now reduce into something like arrangement and form Quote, the relations which individual animals bear to one another are of such character that they ought long ago to have been considered as sufficient proof that no organized being could ever have been called into existence by other agency than by the direct intervention of a reflective mind this argues strongly in favor of the existence in every animal of an immaterial principle similar to that which by its excellence and superior endowments places man so much above the animals yet the principle unquestionably exists and whether it be called sense reason or instinct it presents in the whole range of organized beings a series of phenomena closely linked together and upon it are based not only the higher manifestations of the mind but the very permanence of the specific differences which characterize every organism most of the arguments in favor of the immortality of man apply equally to the permanency of this principle in other living beings may i not add that a future life in which man would be deprived of that great source of enjoyment and intellectual and moral improvement which results from the contemplation of the harmonies of an organic world would involve a lamentable loss and may we not look to a spiritual concert of the combined worlds and all their inhabitants in the presence of their creator as the highest conception of paradise End quote. from the essay on classification section seventeen pages ninety seven to ninety nine end of chapter fourteen